and Brusiski on sports. Streaming at KDAL610.com. <coughs> it is 814 on a Monday morning. And being a Monday, being the 8 o'clock hour, I have to my right the indefatigable Neil Atkins. Whoa. Good morning, sir. How was your weekend? Brusiski. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, did a bunch of did a bunch of things, got some things done, saw a fox running through the yard, my one dog ran off. So my dog's sitting there, my buddy of mine, we are just sitting there talking, so the dog just takes off yesterday. I look over there, and here's this fox peeking around the garage, and uh, so we go out to try to track him down, and the dog chased the fox up into the woods and then came back, and uh, generally, and this is a Boston Terrier, he's about 22 pounds, Foxes just generally run away unless they're cornered. So, uh, and and obviously the fox was easily to elude him. <laughs> but we've uh, had an explosion of rabbits in the area, and yeah. when there's a lot of rabbits, foxes oh, start sure, to yeah. come and, and join in on the feast. Yeah, the uh, the Proctor Facebook page every day. It seems like there's a new video or picture of a bear. A bear, yeah, the bears yeah, are there. They are out. So. They, uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, my daughter saw one up uh, behind the garage, going kind of going through uh, through the neighbors' yards and going into a wooded area. And it was it was a younger bear, probably maybe a couple three years old. So she said, "But all of a sudden, we've seen this flurry of critters all over the place. We've got a woodchuck up there. <laughs> we've got a crane out there nesting uh, down by the waterfront, driving one of the dogs nuts, just barking at it, watching this big lanky thing hanging out there." fishing and that sort of thing so lots of wildlife out there it's it's fun to see to tell you the, the truth but speaking of wildlife apparently they're going to start spraying again for the spongy moths and uh this is the air this is aircraft planes in the area will be spraying for this uh this moth that uh uh it's the inf- infestation of spongy moths they're invasive insects that defoliate trees mm-hmm. and what the spray is it's a mating disruptor, not an insecticide. Okay? Right. Yep. But we uh, a couple of years ago up uh, over the hill there, we saw all of a sudden here's this plane coming in, and we thought it was going to come right at into the credit union. I mean, we we're it's low level, and it was spraying, and that's that's what the deal was. So if you see planes uh, buzzing you, it's not the NSA or the CIA. Or the black ops people. Are it's, you sure, though? Well, they claim it's spongy moss. You just never know. <laughs> uh, did you, uh, I take it you didn't go to Trample by Turtles on Saturday? I did not. Did At you? An absolutely completely sold out Bayfront Park? Did you go? No. no. One, I've said, one of these years, I'm going. I, it's not, I've got a couple of their songs that I that are in my rotation, um, but it's not, for the most part, my cup of tea. Didn't they play uh, down there the, this time last year, too? Yeah, they they tend to do this every summer. Okay. Uh, right after the fourth, they'll, they'll get down to Bayfront, and uh, it was packed. There were boats out in the harbor. It was. Uh, it looked like an incredible night. Oh, that's so. That's now uh, you, you go back to right before the fourth. They had the the flow rider mm-hmm. at Bayfront. Then they had Hairball the night before the fourth, yep. and then they have trampled this past Saturday. Yep, that's two sellouts and a near sellout. Wow. Well, then you've got coming up in a couple of weeks. You've got the festival by the lake yep. down there, and they've got quite a rack of uh, music down there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess it's it's 
only, I think it's five bucks to get in, yeah. so it's uh, pretty inexpensive. And then they have all kinds of food vendors and all that jazz. We're going to be down there with uh, helping out with Stokies down there and selling yep. some of the lefts items and all that jazz. I know City on the Hills coming up. That always does well. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it, it, good times, I think, for the folks uh, at the deck in Bayfront Park. They're They're having a good summer so far. Yeah, well, I hope so. You need it. You need it. And then, of course, like you were mentioning, so are you going to have your little booth set up for sidewalk days selling some of those jerseys and ball caps off? <laughs> no, <or>? no, <laughs> I will not. Okay. I'm going to keep, <laughs> keep that stuff. Sidewalk days starts on Wednesday. Yep. And I uh, know some retailers downtown that, you know, it's always a good day for them. And you know, a lot of people put some of the stuff out for sale on that's been lingering in their shops and people come by and pick up bargains plus you've got uh the greeks are out there and everybody's out there selling their food so you got all kinds of food vendors and it's uh they used to have a dunk tank down in front of u.s bank and when uh mark steen and i were on the duluth city council they cajoled us into doing the dunk tank and we ended up getting the head of parks and recs in duluth she came down Mark and I dressed in old suits and ties that we figured we we could get rid of, and they were dunking us. And we uh, definitely uh, those suits went off to the Goodwill or something like that yeah, afterwards. Right, but right. they kind of shrunk up. But it was fun. It was fun. The water was extremely cold, <laughs> to say the least. But uh, but yeah, they have some good good ideas, good action going on down here. So so it's uh, it's going to be a good week to say yeah, the absolutely. least. Absolutely, and it looks like a relatively nice week. So. Yeah, the weather, I know there's supposed to be a little bit of rain uh, in the mid part of the week, but so we shall see as things go on. Yeah, 20, 30% chances like most days, but nothing of any great significance it looks like, so that's good. Then again, last night was like a 30% chance, and we got a deluge in my place. That's it rained. It, it, uh, it rained hard. It, I, was sit, we were, uh, I was outside. Uh, it just come in. We went out on a buddy of mine, went out on our boat, and... Uh, Came in, and later on we fixed up some food, and all of a sudden raindrops started coming down. So I'm down there quickly scurrying around, covering things up and getting things, you know, all the lawn furniture, cushions and all that in. But uh, And it came down. I looked out this morning, and I could see that we did get a little bit of rain because on I can tell on my boat there's a cover on the front of it, and the water pools up on that. So I know we've had some good rain when I, when I see that. So I'll have yep. to go and get that off later. But, but yeah, it, it was good to get a little bit there. It helped out like, on the yards and the gardens and the grass and the whole nine yards. You've got a special guest that will be calling in here shortly. Yes, yeah, she's uh, going to call in this morning sometime. Teresa Saki running for City Council. Excellent. And we've got more to come with Neil. It's 821 at KDAL. 823 at KDAL outside. Partly to mostly cloudy. 61 Duluth International. 66 in Superior. 64 degrees downtown Duluth. Here's Neil. It is 64, and the sun is out. Yeah, it's, it's a not bad. Hazy, but we we have some sunshine coming in on the air here. We have Teresa Saki calling us. <laughs> Teresa, that's how a the heck, heck of a segue, you? Neil. That's why you get paid <laughs> the big bucks. Such. Yeah. Wow. What an intro. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, tell us, <laughs> Teresa, what's going. What's up with your campaign? You're running for city council at large, and I've seen some of your signs out around town. So it looks like things are starting to heat up. Things are heating up. I'm getting a really great great response from the citizens, and I'm getting really excited about this. 
And tomorrow I'm having a meet and greet at Carmody's, and it's going to be kind of a little kickoff to sidewalk days downtown. Oh, good. Tuesday night before the big hoo-ha, yeah. Yeah, yeah, good timing. So um, we're going to have, it's going to be a cash bar, and we're going to have some light appetizers, and I just encourage people to come down and meet me. I think it's going to be a really good time. Sure, this is on Carmody's down on, uh, what is it, uh, uh, 6th, 6th Avenue East there in Superior Street? Uh, yeah. Something like that. Uh, right across um, from the yeah. Sheraton Hotel. Right, right, right. What, what right. time does your gig start? It starts at 5. It's going to go to seven, till 7. And right. then they have some live music right after that. So good. It should be a really good time, and I just want to thank Ed and Liz uh, Gleason for providing their space for me. They've been very gracious, and um, also Sean Flair bringing food in for me, so getting a lot of support, and I really, really appreciate it. Well, good deal, good deal. Now, tell me, Therese, you've been out campaigning. What are you hearing from the public? Uh, what are What are people's concerns Mostly what I hear is about taxes and transparency. People really want to know where our money is going. Um, of course, the roads are always a subject of conversation. Of course. But I think really the budget is a big, big thing on people's minds right now. Well, they see their tax statement, and I think uh, most people's uh, taxes have gone up or valuations have gone up, and uh, uh, people are pretty concerned. And as you're saying... The streets aren't fixed, and, uh, you know, that always seems to be, it It would seem this year seems to be one of the worst years we've seen in a long time, and hearing that from all over the place, whether it's Duluth, Superior, Hermantown, Two Harbors, Proctor, the whole nine yards, eh? up on the range, the whole, everybody's uh, seen uh, some some crazy stuff, and, uh, you know, Duluth seem, things never seem to get on on the course, to say the least. Yeah, and I agree. And, you know, we are paying that extra half percent sales tax for keeping up our roads, so they should be in good shape. Well, you as a counselor will make sure you kick them in, you know, where to get it going. There you have it. <laughs> any other any other things that you've uh, spied on on your out there campaigning? Oh, boy. Uh, no, nothing that I think of right off the, uh, right off the bat. And so taxes, streets, the whole nine yards, uh, uh, sidewalk days are coming up, and people talking about uh, safety issues and policing issues at all? Absolutely. That is another concern. People, I think public safety has to be a priority. Our core services, basically our core services, we just need to make sure our police and fire are staffed appropriately. Gotcha. Now, do you have a website or a, a place people can go and check you out? I do. It's simply com, And spell Wasaki for us. <laughs> All right. W-I-S-O-C-K-I. Gotcha. Gotcha. For Duluth, F-O-R. For Duluth, gotcha, Therese. Anything else? We'll, uh, you know, have a good event tomorrow night, so. Yeah. Well, you take care and go out, go out and knock on a lot of doors, Okay. I'm going to do that today. Thanks, Neil. All right, thanks take for care. having me on. All right, thanks for okay. being on. Appreciate it. Bruce, it's handed over to you. Uh, 828, it's a question for you. Yes, I was thinking, I've been, we've been talking about this. We don't live in Duluth, um, but obviously we've got, you know, I work in Duluth and we're in Duluth a lot. Mm-hmm. And we've got interest in what's happening here. 
the odd numbered year mayoral election. Yeah. How long has this been a thing in Duluth? Forever. Why? Well, you know, they Just set, out of curiosity. They they set it up when the city uh, ended up becoming a chartered city. This is back in the 1950s. They used to have like a ward type system, and uh, they went to a charter. Charter is like the city constitution, and they decided to do odd years to not be mixed up with presidential and gubernatorial races. So it's just when you have the mayor's race and other city council and school board races, it's at a different time than you have in the general elections with the governors. And and some people say, well, we should switch it because more people come out to vote. Well, when we go and when we vote in the general election, let's say for president or for governor, I mean, that ballot is so long, and yeah, you have all these other, you have the yeah. soil and water yeah. deal, and people are going, what is that, and why is that? And nobody ever opposes anybody. Then you've got all the judges yep. that never seem to get opposed right. on the ballot, and the ballot gets long, and there's a there's a real drop-off there. The reason, And the reason I asked is I just, I look at this, at every city of Duluth <clears throat> election, to me, I mean, every election's about turnout, right? Yep. But... It's it, it, it's an even harder task for somebody like Therese, who's a relative unknown politically. She's got to get the word out. Yep. She, she, she's got to do all this legwork because no one's just going to show up to vote, it seems like at least. It's the diehards that show up for this election. If, if you have a, a robust uh, mayor's race, which I believe this year is going to be. Yeah. And with uh, Emily Larson and Roger Reinert running, that will bring out a lot of people. I will lay odds that I, I believe the last mayor's race uh, four years ago when she didn't have really strong opposition, uh, I don't think they had a 30% voter turnout. No. This year I, I think will be well over 50%. Okay. Plus there's a lot of issues out there. People are ticked off about the streets. There's the, the safety issues in the downtown area and throughout the community. And uh, as Therese mentioned, there's the spending issues. People get their tax statement to go, what the heck's going on with that? And and wondering where the bucks are going. As uh, she mentioned, there's a half a percent sales tax that has been added on that's supposed to go to the streets. Now, we did have the mayor on a few weeks ago, and she was talking about, you know, methodically going forward and fixing the streets. But, uh, you know, somehow, somewhere, there needs to be a better plan and I don't know how you do that if it's trying to go and do an overlay program where instead of reconstructing totally the streets, you overlay most of them that are pothole-ridden and attack the streets that really need all the utilities replaced. And, you know, digging down, well, we see that on the avenue out here. Uh, the whole street's dug up, but that's First Avenue East. And the reason for that is is they're extending the steam line from the Duluth Steam Company up to the central high school development up here on second street but so there there needs to be a plan and i think what gets people out uh sometimes it it is the potholes that people get ticked off all of a sudden your front end goes falling off into the woods as as you hit the bad one and uh, sometimes those are the things that get people out to vote or the and along with the policing and the safety issues uh what's interesting i just heard that um uh, Roger, uh, let's see, Roger Reinert picked up the Duluth Police Union's endorsement. Obviously, there's a schism there between that union and the mayor. Yep. And uh, so so that's that's a happening out there. I, I, I don't know how 
where the endorsements have been on the city council races, but I know Eric Forsman, I believe he was on our show a couple of weeks ago, city councilor at large. He picked up the police union, and so it'll be interesting to see where it goes and how people get out to vote. Now, the this is the year where we have six city council seats up, and and the mayor's race. Plus, you've got a school board election going on too. Now, two years from now, there's just going to be city council and school board, and that's where you see the drop-off when you talked about voter turnout. Like 15%, maybe, Yeah, uh, people get out to vote. And uh, generally, the special interest groups get their people out, and that really off your election. And you see a lot of um, the people, the groups that are organized for causes and that sort of thing tend to get their people out to vote. And I, I just... In, in discussing this, I related back to when I was growing up. My dad was on the county board in, in Douglas County, and when he ran, he would go and and he would get the the, the voter roll from the previous election from the county clerk. Mm-hmm. You pay twenty bucks and you get yep. this big file, and you go through all the people in your district, and he he would go knock on doors and, and do all that bit. And when he did that, you know, he would talk to people, and if they said, "Yeah, I'm going to vote for you." He marked it down. <laughs> okay. So then what would happen? So he got beat once. Lou Martin. Remember Lou Martin? Oh, sure. Lou yeah. Martin beat him out. And and so he went, after the election, he went back to the county clerk. He paid the 20 bucks or whatever it was again and got the roll from that election that he lost. And then he could go through and be like, well, this bleep 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 said they're going to vote for me. They didn't even show up to vote. Right. Because yeah. <laughs> obviously it doesn't tell you who people voted for. But it tells you if they voted at all. Yep. So yeah, you got and, all and, mad. I remember that. That is an interesting. That's a that's a good comparison. <laughs> I remember uh, one time uh, uh, we were out in Leaf Erickson Park when they used to have the folk festival out there, and some guy came up to me and was crabbing about stuff. And I said, "Well, did I said did you vote? No, I didn't vote. Yeah. Okay. Well, then why are you crabbing to me? Yep. Kind of look at me, and he goes, "Ah." I said, "Go on and vote." Make sure you exercise your right. I, I and it was kind of funny one time I was uh, up at Sam's Club, and this is after I got off the city council. I'd been on for like twelve years straight, and I didn't run again. And uh, somebody, I was w- walking up there, and uh, somebody came up to me and and said, uh, "Well, you know, the something's going on wrong, something's bad, and this and that. And you've got to do something about it." And I said, "Well, I can't." I said, "I'm not on the city council anymore." And they'd never voted either. And uh, then they looked at me and they said, well, you've got to call somebody. I go, wait a second. I'm not on the city council anymore. You call somebody. <laughs> and it was pretty comical. Uh, we got John hanging on. We're going to have him hold through the break. We get news here. 835 is our time. Neil's on with us till 9 on KDAL. CBS News Special Report. President Biden is in the U.K. where he met with the prime minister at 10 Downing Street and the king at Windsor Castle. It's 841 at KDAL. Bruce Siski Music. Say, Bruce, I love that last commercial. Even my competition loves our show. Isn't that special? That's how you know, Neil, that you have reached a a certain level of popularity. (laughs) I like it. Everybody loves you. Even though though Ted's my competition, Ted's a good guy. So in our industry, we have a lot of friends that work for different companies. That's right. Who's on the horn? We got John on the horn. John, what's shaking? Hey, Neil, my man. How's she going? I'm good. Hanging in there. How are things on your end? Good here. Very good. Yeah. Just getting ready to go over to Superior with my buddies and have breakfast. Good. Now, what Uh, place do you go to in Superior? 
It's called the kitchen. Best food in town. Yeah, I've been there. Uh, Bruce, used to, to live yeah. like a block from there. It's fantastic. Yeah, really good. Ed's a very good cook. See, uh, we gave you, or I gave you a call uh, Wednesday. We had our regular Wednesday night car show up at Due North, right next to where you work. Yeah, did you have your hot rod? Did you have your hot rod there? Oh yeah, I had my blue fifty eight up there. Yeah. Which what now? What car do you have? It's a blue fifty eight Chevy. Okay, fifty eight Chevy. Okay. Yeah, I wish yeah, I had, okay. I I had to leave, and I saw all the cars lining up out there, and and I had to leave early, unfortunately. But uh, it looked like a good turnout. Yeah, if it if it looks like the weather's nice, I got a black fifty eight too. But uh, the blue one is one I rescued, and uh, people like to see it because it was. Uh, just left alone, and but it's beautiful shape. I just put all new, you know, liquid stuff in a radiator gas tank. She runs beautiful. Oh, super, super, and it's all shined up. Original paint job. Yeah, it's original, so we got to continue to buff it out. It's uh, kind of oxidized, you know, from sitting outside a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, but otherwise, um, I went to a couple of nice parades. People uh, uh, were out uh, Saturday at the Heritage Days up in the Two Harbors, and then last Fourth in Cloquet. And I really like them little towns because they line the streets with American flags. You know, Duluth doesn't do that. But that's what I like, veterans, towns, you know, really, really nice shows. Well, I'll tell you, two hours, you know, I go up to two hours a couple of days a week. And uh, on on the, the streets there, the flags are up. One of the things that they also do in two harbors, on the main drag, they put up when the graduating class from two harbors high school they have flags up there with the pictures of all the graduating class kids, and that's one of the first times I've seen that. And, you know, it's a community that really comes together. Right, right. Yeah, they had about five floats with different years of uh, graduated people. Yeah, yeah, it was a really good time. Good deal. Good um, deal. Yeah, see, you, uh, you had uh, Wasaki on your talk about um, what, <laughs> what could be done with, with our tax money, you know, that's taken from – we got to pay every year, you know, just to live in our houses. I live in my house till I die, and that doesn't go in the box with me when I expire. But um, that, you know, I get taxed more every year just to live in it. But the streets are are a mess. And I was over in Superior two days ago, and I noticed there's a lot of holes in their streets too. But if somebody wants to have a, a really good look at something. Annie had a, a daycare up in Duluth Heights. It's at the corner of Stanford and Olive. And the holes are so big there that you probably could plant trees. But she called the city, and she was told that there's no good base, so we're not going to pass or, or, or waste time with uh, patching them. <laughs> but now people are driving through one of the neighbor's lawns, yeah. his yard, because the street is so bad. Well, they've got to get they got to get out there and get some of this stuff done. And the patching crews, uh, when I was on the council, they'd have a patching crew start at one end of the city and go throughout the town, and they, and then they patch the al. It, it didn't make any difference if the base was bad; they would at least remediate it. And even in the alleys, they would patch the alleys. You know, once they did the streets, they'd even start patching the alleys. So right. I, I don't know where they're at these days, but we'll. We'll, uh, the next time we get some of the candidates on after the after the primary, we'll get the two mayoral candidates that survive on board here on the show, and then some of the city council candidates and put their feet to the fire there, John. Yeah, I know. Just one more thing. Uh, I was talking to a guy uh, um, 
a buddy of mine, he's got the pontoon boat that drives through the streets, and it's it's a pretty good deal. I don't know how he invented that. Okay. So something kind of like kind of like Kyle Smalley had years ago. But anyway, he's got a buddy that came from another state, and he was him and his uh, other. There was two of them on a motorcycle, and another couple they're riding together. They rode in front of the quick trip in Booth Heights by uh, Arlington there and hit a hole so deep he thought the motorcycle was going to flip over. And, and he come up to my buddy and he says, I'm never coming to this city again. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I drive down Central Entrance. And uh, Central Entrance for a major thoroughfare is in uh, rotten shape right now. And I don't know whose yeah. responsibility Central Entrance is. It's the city, the county, or the state. But uh, for a major thoroughfare like that, to have it especially... After Arlington, going from Arlington down to uh, 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 Misabi, there's a section there that's awful. Going to between Arlington and Blackman, it's horrible. Yeah. Uh, you see people trying to avoid, you know, in the uh, in the slow lane and so on. So you're right there, John. It's a uh, it's a mess out yeah. there, to say the least. So okay, Neil. Good show. Have fun. All right. Thanks a lot. Good to hear from you. So, uh, so now. Bruce, now he mentioned over in Superior. Yeah, that we were talking earlier about elections and you know why we have off election years here. Yeah, what is it with Wisconsin with municipal elections in April, a primary in February, and the general in April? What is it with that? Fair question that I've never done research into, yeah. but I've always wondered that as well. It doesn't. It, it's. I'm sure it's a lot of the same thing. You want the focus to be on your races, and you don't want 30,000 things on the ballot. Yeah, and yeah. If, if you're going to have a year election and then even numbered year, you know if you do it in November, there's going to be a bunch of stuff on the ballot. It's just the way it is. Yeah, yeah. At, and unfortunately, the drop-off is the drop-off. Uh, people seem to be in, more interested in presidential and gubernatorial yep. races. but. Where it all starts, it's on the local right. level. And, yeah. uh, you know, this election year, there should be the last presidential election, I think Minnesota was close to 80% voter turnout. Something like that, yeah. And the mayor's race should be 80%. I would agree with you. Yeah. Uh, we got Tom from Port Wing here. Tom, what's shaking? Well, I uh, wanted to say something about uh, the news and the climate change issue. And. You know, it all has to do with tax money because just a couple of weeks ago, uh, President Biden released some $600 million. I know that's not a lot, but uh, $600 million about climate change. And here over the last, oh, seven days now, we are hearing this constant drumbeat of how the global climate uh, is warming and they have uh, these numbers that they've compiled. And, you know, these are the same people who believe the planet is uh, 4 billion years old. And these numbers go all the way back to 1979, okay? And in my opinion, that isn't even a tick of the clock. One, it's not even a second. Well, Tom, I and, believe in Duluth here, the... Uh uh, uh, recorded temperatures go back to the 1880s, and uh, I do recall uh, there was a period of glaciation here about uh, 8,500 years ago, 9,000 years ago, where there's about a mile ice on top of all of us here. And you talk about climate change; there was dramatic climate change then. Uh, the interesting thing, and in, I'm glad you brought this up, 
I, I've got uh, an archaeological magazine that I subscribe to, and then I get a little feed on my handheld device. And they have discovered, you know, the Sahara Desert wasn't a desert at one time when northern Europe was glaciated. It was lush and tropical. And as time went on, civilizations came and went in the northern African area by the desert areas and in the, in the Mideast. And it shows dramatically how climate changed during that period of time. And cities literally shut down and populations moved elsewhere. And, of course, that created conflict because now you have all these immigrants leaving because there's drought conditions and going somewhere else. And the people had no control of it because it was a natural occurrence. And that nobody wants to talk about that, what's happened in the past naturally, because now today, as, as you're mentioning climate change, the president and the Europeans and others on the bandwagon, they're blaming human beings for this and not taking into effect the natural occurrence of things. And uh, anybody that tries to do that, they try to stifle them. Well, Neil, here's my real point. We've been uh, doing land temperatures for, like in Duluth, since the 1870s. Ocean temperatures that they're also claiming are going up have been only recently less than 1979. You know, back in the 1870s, people were not taking the temperature of the lake. That's also a, a recent phenomenon. We're talking 40, 50 years at best, for, and even less than that for ocean temperatures. People were not concerned even then with uh, ocean temperatures or global temperatures. So this is a bunch of hooey as far as I'm concerned. We do not have enough empirical data to make a reasonable, just a reasonable speculation as to what's going on, much less to say oh, uh, the world is warming up and it's going to warm up by 1.5 degrees. Really? And you can tell that, and you've been taking the temperature of oceans and uh, the global temperature for less than 50 years? I don't think so. And uh, people should question this because I'll go back to the 600 million. There's a lot more than that spent in Europe and in this country oh, yeah. on climate change. And we're talking a lot of money that's being spent frivolously. Well, here's a, here's a, here's a point, uh, and to tap in on what you're saying there, they're claiming that, okay, first of all, Tom, you and I, I don't want to see pollution. I don't want to see the rivers polluted, the lakes polluted, the land polluted. I don't want to see the skies clogged with pollutants. We've really been able to dramatically deal with that in this country. In China, not so, and other countries around the world, not so. But the point of the matter is, you know, how far do you go? And if what they're thinking, what if it doesn't work? All of a sudden here they destroy economies, they destroy people's way of living, shut down industries, shut down the oil and gas industry, and if what they do doesn't work, because if it is natural occurring, it's going to continue on as a trend as it has in millennia. Exactly. And here's another one for you real quick. In Wisconsin, we had over 400 dams at one time. We destroyed all of them, uh, practically speaking. And it was all by the environmentalists who told us we had to preserve the planet. Okay, that was generating electricity through those dams. Now we're burning fossil fuels to replace the hydroelectric uh, power that we were getting. It, we cannot listen to these people or just simply let them 
run away with the ball and say we have all the information and to heck with anybody who questions us. Well, that's the problem. There are scientists out there that do question it, and they try to debunk them and uh, uh, push them aside. So freedom of speech, they don't like it if you don't agree with them, that's for sure. Thanks, Tom. Good to hear from you. So, Bruce. All right, so we got about 50 seconds. 50 Neil. seconds. Yeah. All I'll right, well, this. bizarre things happening out there. The uh, guy that hit all the deer, the kid that hit all yeah. the deer up yeah, by Ely, he avoids jail time. He's sentenced to probation, fines, and restitution. At least they clobbered him with that. They decided, well, we're going to go and hit the deer and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, they thought it was funny. Yeah, and like, it wasn't. On. They got yeah. nailed on it, thankfully. As they should. There you go. Yeah. So. All right, I'll, Bruce. I will see you on Wednesday. I guess so. I'll come back. You, if you're here, I'll be here. I, well, whether I'm here or not, you should be here. I think But so. I will be here. We'll be here. All okay. right. And I hope our listeners will be here, too. I hope so as well. Thank you, Neil. Good to see you as always. 8.55, more to come in the morning show. News is next on KDAL.